This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Uh, An update on the living situation with my old man, my dad, 88-year-old dad who had uh, illness uh, earlier in the year, uh, end of March. He was in the hospital for a couple of stints. He was in transition care for a couple of stints, and now he's back home, and Amy and I have moved in with him. To help, you know, keep him being able to live in his house for as long as possible. If we didn't do this, it would certainly have to be uh, assisted living, although he's he seems to be doing okay. He's remembering to do the stuff that he's supposed to do. We're keeping an eye on that. We go over it every day, make sure that, you know, you know he checks the board of... We have a board set up with uh, morning meds, and he checks it off when he takes them, and check your your you know your morning weight, and he checks that off and all that. Or if he doesn't get a chance to check it off, and I get up and I say, "Did you do all this?" and he's, "Yep," and I can see that he took his pills, and I can see that you know he's written down his blood sugar numbers and his weight number. I see that he's done it, so I make sure the board gets checked if Dad hasn't already done it, and he's been pretty good about doing it himself. But <clears throat> if we weren't there with him. Yeah, assisted living, I think it would be, because he just, he's still, you know. Well, I talked about uh, a challenge, and the challenge is being, is he going to drive? And we, you know, we, my older brother had uh, taken the keys uh, from, from, from us, because we had the keys for a bit, but at some point he says, let me just take them because I don't want to put... He didn't want to put Amy in the middle of things. Amy's my wife. Didn't want to put her in the middle of things. Uh, and and he didn't want all that pressure put on me either. Uh, but, you know, so he said, you can tell Dad you don't know where the keys are. Bob's got them or Bob hid them and we don't know where they are. And Bob had hidden one set of keys once before. And I... You know, I knew where he hid them, so I thought I had an inkling of where they might be hidden. But I purposefully didn't look to see if they were hidden there, so that I would have plausible deniability <laughs> with my dad, saying, "I don't know where the keys are. Bob's got them, or he hid them. I don't know where the keys are. Bob's my older brother." And you know, so we could at least say that, so he could be upset with my older brother and not with us. And that's what Bob wanted. You know, let him be upset with you. Well, after last week's show, which was you know, dropped on Sunday? Is that when I dropped the show? Or Monday? Monday's when I dropped the show, but I record them on Saturday mornings. It just takes time, kids. Anyway, um, we had thought that maybe we dodged the bullet with the with the driving, taking away the keys. Uh, there was nothing that he's done specifically that shows that he shouldn't be driving. It's just that he's Slow, he slowed down, doesn't walk as fast. He's a little unsteady on his feet. Uh, needs a walker, although he walks around the kitchen without it. He'll use the counter and you know top to kind of stabilize himself, but he'll he'll do it. And it's okay, you know, you fall down, you don't hurt me. You know, you only hurt yourself. <clears throat> but the car thing, we were a little concerned, and so we he didn't have the keys, and he'd asked about them a couple of times, and we said, I I don't know where they are, Dad. Um, Bob's got them. Well, Sunday, last week, Sunday, he was very upset. Dad was very upset about not having his keys. He says, "I haven't. I've been a good driver. It's been spotless driving record. I don't. You know, he's he's not been in an accident, and nothing recently has happened. You know, before, you know, before he took ill. Uh, which, in fact, the day he got sick that morning, 
he he drove himself to the dentist's office, got a root canal, drove himself to the pharmacy to get the meds after having a root canal, drove himself home. And, okay. So, you know, we're all, we're, we, you know, what do we do? Because Dad's very upset. So I, I had a chat with the with my siblings, my my uh, specifically my older brother and my sister. We were chatting back and forth. My younger brother was probably just not available. And um, so we're going back and forth about what we could do. My sister's looking into the legalities of things. And yes, you can report the driver to the, the, the Department of Motor Vehicles. But from what we understand, you have to have something. You have to say, well, he runs red lights. Or, well, he forgets where he's going. Well, we, you know, we have a reason. We have something specific. But we don't. And my sister said, he's an adult. He's got a clean record. He doesn't drive distracted. You know, he doesn't, he's not playing with the radio. He's not texting on his phone. He doesn't even have the phone set up with a map that he's looking at. He doesn't do any of that. Pays attention to the road. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, and so that my older brother says, you know what? I'm just not going to fight him anymore on this. I said, I can work with Dad to practice getting in and out of the car with his walker. I can work with that. Maybe he'll see, huh, this isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. Well, okay, that was Sunday. We decided, all right, give him back the key. Maybe we're making a mistake, but as far as we know, there's not a liability on us, and there really isn't, we don't have anything specific to point to to say he shouldn't drive, other than our worry. We have a worry. He's older, hasn't driven for several months. He's, he's slowed down quite a bit. I mean, he was slow beforehand, but he's slowed down even more. Okay. But, uh, so, Monday morning I gave him back his key. I said, you, you just be careful. Look, you and I, we could practice getting in and out of the car, you, you you know, with your walker and how you do that. And you know, he said, oh, okay, okay. You know, he was happy to have his key back. Well, he didn't drive anywhere uh, that week, uh, or at least for the... You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, didn't drive anywhere. Wednesday night, he and I went grocery shopping. And uh, we, t we there's two walkers that he has. He has the one walker, which has the tennis balls on the back. You know, you know those, that they're, 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 they're the kind of walkers that are really meant to be stable. The ones that will stay put when you stand up and use it to stand up. There's the other kind of walker that has a little chair in it, and that's for a more mobile sort of walker, that for a quicker pace. Um, and uh, uh, it does have brakes on it that you can set it so it won't move around on you. And you can sit in it. It's got a little seat. You can sit on it if you get tired. Or if you need a chair, there, hey, you got one right there with you. So um, we decided to take that walker. It was already in the car. So we said, well, let's go with that walker. And we got to the grocery store, and I thought, you know, the last time Dad and I went grocery shopping together, he grabbed a cart, I grabbed a cart, and he was on a, 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 a cane at that point. This is before he, he had his illness. And he would he got he put the cane in the walk in, in the, uh, the cart, and he just flew up and down the aisles with that walker with the, the with the cart, acting as a walker. Just boom, stabilized him. Boom, he's walking through. Boom, grabbing groceries. He's doing just fine. So I thought, well, do you want to try to just use the cart? You know, I'll walk alongside the cart and kind of hang on to it just to stabilize it, just in case, you know, don't want him falling down or, you know, whatever, just or getting it pushed away from him or whatever. Just kept it there, and I kept my eye on him. I said, how you doing, Dad? You doing okay? He said, I'm fine. I'm doing okay. I'm okay. So we get through. We got about halfway through the grocery store, and I looked at him. I said, you still, you doing okay? And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. But he seemed like he was slowing down a little, like he was leaning a little bit more. And I said, you know, if you need to stop and take a breath, you'll catch your breath. You just let me know. We'll stop, catch your breath, okay? And he says, okay, I'm okay. We get about two-thirds of the way now through the grocery store. And we get to the end of one aisle, and we're and he, he says, yeah, I think all I'll do is I'll just uh, I'll find a little place to just kind of sit here and let you finish up getting the groceries. You know, can you, you know, can we do that? And I said, well, yeah, we can, but we don't have anywhere for you to sit. So I, I went back out to the car got the walker, rushed it back in, got him set up where he sat down, and he waited while I got through the rest of the stuff. Then we went to the checkout. He sat at the end uh, of that, you know, the checkout aisle. The next one over didn't have any, wasn't being used, so he had a little place to sit at the end of it. So he was sitting there, and I got, it, got everything taken care of. 
we got home, we got all the groceries in the house, and got him in and sitting down and all that. And at some point he said, boy, a little more tiring than I thought it was going to be. Something words to that effect. And I, I got online th that night, and I ch was chatting with my siblings, and I said, well, you know, we just did a little experiment here. Uh, and he got to see how tired out he gets. And he wasn't driving, but just how tired out he gets going through the grocery store, going through it. I explained just what I explained to you guys. And we all sort of breathed a sigh of relief, and we thought, well, you know, maybe this is what he needs. He needed to have a little practical experience to say, well, you know, I have limitations that I didn't have before. Now, he's already aware that he's got some limitations. He has to walk with a walker, but maybe. But he kept saying, no, I'll be fine. You don't have to worry about me. I just, you know, worry about the other drivers. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. Don't worry. You know, that kind of thing. And I and, and so maybe this kind of showed him just a little glimpse that it's not going to be as easy as you seem to think it's going to be. It's going to be a little bit more of a challenge. Maybe that'll get him something to think about. And so, you know. And my sister would say, well, that was good. Good job, Jim, you know, doing that and, and all that. And my older brother said, well, you know, maybe you should encourage him to kind of walk around the house a little bit more to kind of build up his stamina a little bit. And, you know, and maybe work on that. But, um, you know, so we thought, okay. Well, the next day, Thursday, uh, I, uh, um, I had to, we got home from work and I walked the dog. And I got back in from walking the dog, and Amy was sitting in the kitchen with Dad, and they were talking, and I came in, and she says, oh, your dad has something to tell you. And I said, oh, and he said, yeah, I drove the car today. <laughs> you did? Yeah, I went to the casino. The casino, that's about a like an hour drive from here. <laughs> and, and it's like, you did? How'd it go? I said, it was fine. I got in all right. I uh, got down there. They have a little shuttle bus that takes you to the takes you to the casino. So I got there for the for the shuttle. But the the bus driver she got off and she she helped me with my get on the bus and and got the walker set aside and and then she helped me off and all that you know and and then I got home and yeah just fine. I just, okay. He plans on driving himself to church tonight. Because I'm working until 6, Mass is at 5. And again, I had to go to church again last week. Oh, kids, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's, uh, going to church. I'll tell you, there's one part of church that I get a little surge of, oh, that's okay. That's all right. And that's when there's a moment in there where the priest says, uh, the you know, the peace of the Lord be with you. Uh, all of you, and uh, please show each other the sign of, you know, a sign of peace. And we all, in the old days, we used to reach around and shake hands with everybody. You turn around and shake hands with the people in the row in front of you, the row behind you, you know, off the side, and you nod to people across if you caught eyes, you know, just nod, you know. Uh, well, what we do now is pretty much you know, just give peace signs, to, or at least I do, just give peace, and that, that makes you feel like, oh, that's cool that somebody acknowledges you and they say peace to you and all that. That's good. We need more of that in the world, and I suppose that's a good thing about church, I guess. I guess, among the the all the bad stuff, it's like really you people believe all this. <sighs> anyway, so he plans on getting him there, himself there, and back tonight, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, and that, I mean, it still is a worry, but again, as far as, as as we kids understand it, from the research my sister did and looking into all this stuff, and she says, you know, until we have an absolute reason. Department of Motor Vehicles probably isn't going to say, you know, well, you know, well, then we'll take his license away. And let's hope that, you know, he limits his driving somewhat and he's very careful when he does so. And I tell him that you be careful when you drive. So, yeah. My show is again coming from the basement of Nostalgia Zone, which is a comic store. Uh, here in Minneapolis, uh, and uh, it, we sell back issues only. We don't carry new comic books. You know, we as they come out, we don't have those. We get those eventually, sometimes. You know, people come in and sell their collections, or we, uh, however we get them, we get them. And uh, uh, so we have a website, nostalgiazone.com. You can become a member of our membership, which is a spaceship, by the way. And you will save 10% on your purchases right away, and you'll earn 10% uh, of points of, for, from what you buy. So 10% of what you pay, uh, of, you know, of your purchase, not you know, before tax, 10% of your purchase before tax, uh, you get, and, and, and after your 10% discount, 
you get points, and those points turn into you know dollars down the road. You know, if you you know if or they might just be a few cents. You can use them the very next time you buy something, or you can let them accrue so that you can have a big chunk of money that you can use to save money on a future purchase. I'm going to make some purchase today, and I'm going to use, I think I got like 35 bucks worth of, of loyalty points myself, and I get a bigger discount than the, you know, than the customers because you know, I work here. Anyway, so, but sign up for that membership, you'll save uh, on 10% uh, right away, and you'll build points toward the future. You'll get an email or two from us just letting you know about sales and new arrivals and such. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great. So if you if shop online, we will ship anywhere. Shipping is eight, a flat $8 unless you order more than 50 bucks. So if your order is more than $50, you get free shipping. So why not check us out if you buy comic books, if you're into especially Silver Age and Bronze Age. We do have a lot of Modern Age stuff. We've got some Golden Age there. Check out our website. Look through our catalog. See those treasures that you were looking for to fill the holes in your collection or maybe something that you didn't realize you needed, but you saw it and you said, oh, I need that, and you got it from us. So NostalgiaZone.com. Check out our website. Uh, I want to keep having this job at the comic book store. So spend your money, damn it. I don't have a Patreon thing for you to support me, but you can support me this way if you're a comic book collector. I'm not telling you this. You could start collecting comic books. That might help. So, what time is it going to Okay. Um, well, I, I, I tell you what. I'm going to go to my break early. Uh, you were listening to Dimland Radio and the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Uh, I'll be back with more after this. <laughs> Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. When, oh, when will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Station identification. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Operating frequency on ztalkradio.com. A wise man said, It's strange but true. And welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. There's something I've been doing for, oh, let's, I, I, I'll, let's just say 20 years, but I think it might be even longer than that. <clears throat> no, not this show. <laughs> this show's only 13 years old. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> but for the last 20 years, probably plus, I've been uh, collecting Lucky Pennies. You know what the lucky penny is. You find a penny, pick it up all day long, you'll have a penny. Uh, I've been doing that. I, Amy and I were working at uh, at Coldside Silk Screening, the, the, the screen printing shop where we print t-shirts. Uh, we'd been working there back then. Uh, that was my second stint working with uh, working at Coldside. I guess they just keep bringing me back. The place has a certain... I don't know what. Uh, there's a French phrase for that, but anyway. Uh, it's just there's just something about Coldside. We don't make a ton of money there. We do, yeah. We do, yeah. <laughs> but it's just the environment. Uh, it's just whatever. It just works. It's just great for us. But 20 years ago, or maybe more, 
uh, I decided to start collecting and keeping separate all the pennies I find on the ground, cushions of a couch, floor in the car, left, you know, it, you know, just anywhere that I might find pennies. You know, left in the wash, you know, that becomes a lucky penny. It becomes a penny I found. Right? The vast majority of the pennies are from being picked up off the ground. And we have this, uh, we have still this jar for, you know, for coins. It says mall money on it. <laughs> mall? Who shops at malls anymore? It tells you how old that thing is. Anyway, so it says mall money on it. And it's about, it's a little globular shaped uh, 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 jar with a cork uh, capper to it uh, or stopper. And, uh, and it, you know, it's about six inches tall, six inches around, that kind of, you know, the, or I mean, diameters. So it's, it can, it can hold a significant amount of pennies. So <clears throat> after 20 years or so, probably more, of collecting these pennies, I decided yesterday to take that jar and my other jar that has the other change that I get that isn't found. This is what I get from purchases and ends up in my pocket put in that jar. So I, I brought it over to the credit union and uh, I fed the little coin counter with the pennies first. And we'll just say 20 years of collecting uh, uh, lucky pennies. Ended up being 631 pennies, which is $6.31. That's right, 20 years six dollars and 31 cents so i thought i'll do a little math why not do a little math so i so i figured okay figure a 40 hour work week and that i work 52 weeks a year don't take any vacation time because i'll pick up a penny anytime you know i'm not gonna say i'm on vacation not picking up that penny no i'll pick up a penny so let's figure a 40 hour work week 20 years that's uh 41,600 hours so uh, you divide six dollars and thirty-one cents by forty-one thousand six hundred, and it works out to. And I hope I did the math right. And I round it up: zero point zero 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 two cents an hour. That is money in the bank. Time well spent. Well, there's six hundred thirty-one pennies back in circulation. Because the pennies are disappearing, because because that's what people do. They just start collecting them, and they have them in a jar. And it's like, well, I don't know what am I going to do with that penny? Or they're in the find a penny, use a penny, need a penny, use a penny thing at stores. They're in those. But but yeah, okay. So I I did my civic duty by you know putting those six hundred and thirty one pennies back in circulation. Now I'm going to start doing it again. <laughs> Why not? I got that jar for pennies. Put them back in there. Who says I don't know how to spend my time? Let's see. Okay. Um, this show is going to get a little blue. <laughs> it's. I, I just want to warn you. It's going to get a little blue. I'm wondering though if I should try to. You know, okay. I'll, I'll. I'll. But I'll save that for the last segment. This middle segment. Uh, I, I'm sorry, but I, I gotta, I gotta talk about the Trumper situation. I, I just, I, again, it's an appeal to those of you out there who are Trumpers. Why you'd be listening to me, I don't know, but those of you who are Trumpers, the man is not worth your adulation. He's lied to you, he's conned you, he's manipulated you. He's pulled one way over on you. There's a, um, God damn it! I wish I wrote down the name, the name of the guy. It's like, I think it's like Steve Deese or something like that, or Peace or something. He's a he's a YouTuber, podcaster kind of guy who's a who's a Trumper. And I I just saw this in one of my my liberal uh, YouTube channel things that I watch, uh, political liberal uh, uh, podcast things that I watch, uh, and they were commenting on this guy who's a Trumper who while on his show is talking to his audience, which may not be as big an audience as Steve Bannon's audience or, 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 or other, you know, 
like Mike, what is it, Matt Walsh, the guy that hates trans people, um, and, you know, Steve, uh, what's his name, uh, Steve Crowder, the guy that has to, you know, such a, you know, he's, he's such a man, he has to walk around with a gun on him all the time, whatever. Uh, these, he may not be as popular as those guys, uh, but he's, he, he came to a realization that you know, he, when, he, when he sees that Rudy Giuliani, under oath, pretty much said that, yeah, the whole fraud stuff that he was claiming was bullshit. And then uh, Jason Miller, some other Trump guy, said that, yeah, this whole, you know, the election being stolen thing is pretty much just bullshit. And, he, and, and the guy just r- realizes, I'm the mark. We're the mark. We got, we got played by this con man. So he's having that weird moment. And never underestimate the ability of someone to to find a way to justify their their stance to deal with the cognitive dissonance that that guy was feeling. He might you know he might find some way around it. You know, oh Giuliani was only saying that in the court for that particular case. He wasn't you know it's like Giuliani tried to say I didn't lie or I wasn't saying you know it, it, and you know, all that and I'm not. I'm not telling things about Trump because Trump is innocent. And he tries to, he says all that. But I mean, the guy's been indicted four times now, 91 felony charges. As I've said in the past to the MAGAs, how much smoke needs to be coming out of that house before you think there's a fire? And you know something? I was, I was rather proud of that little metaphor. And especially it was reinforced when Trey Crowder, the uh, liberal redneck, He's a Southern fella from Tennessee, I think. And uh, I think he's living in California now. But he's a comedian, stand-up comic. But he's very liberal, and he has a podcast, a YouTube uh, you know, podcast channel, whatever. Uh, and he gives little talks. And he even said, you know, how much smoke do you need to be choking on before you realize there's fire? And he, making the same, you know, metaphorical reference to Trump. This, this guy's a crook. He was a crook before he was elected. And it's it's ugh, it's just you know the stuff that's being said now. You know we shouldn't be putting him in. You know there's Republicans saying that he shouldn't be going to trial. So let the American people uh, have their say in the election in 2024. They'll tell. Well, we did. We did in 2020. Seven million more of us picked the other guy. And what did they? You know. And but Trump was determined to steal that election. It's the whole reason. He's been indicted in Georgia. And the reason he got indicted by Jack Smith, he's tried to steal an election. And he just projects it out to the other people, to the other side, and his Trumpers, you you guys, all just nod your heads. And it's just, it's really disturbing to us who are at least in the world of reality. I mean, Joe Biden's not perfect. He's far from a perfect candidate. He's going to be goofy. But at least he's... At least he's an adult, and he and he, he, he. I I at least think that he cares about us. And, you know, you working stiffs that are Trump's supporters, you think he cares about you? He really doesn't. He only cares about you as far as he can get your vote. That's all. He, and your money, he'll take your money. That one podcaster, Deese was his last name? I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to find it and, and put it up or you know, find whatever I can find. Put it on the show notes, which you can get to by going to dimland.com and you click on the show notes blog option. You can do that. So I'll find a link to it that shows this guy having his you know, uh, crisis of conscience or maybe his eyes opened. Because he even talked about, did you donate money to the Stop the Steal, you know, his legal defense? Well, that just went to him. It didn't, it, well, he just, not for his legal defense. It was supposed to be for his re-election or something. And it just went to pay lawyers or went to, it just, oh, God, damn. I have a cousin who's a Trumper. Wild, and I pushed back a couple of times. And he posted something. It's a meme. It's, a, it's four pictures. One, the first picture in the upper uh, upper left is a is a is a fox, and the next or a wolf, I think it's a fox. And the next, and the picture next to that on the on the upper right is a chicken, and above those two pictures it has the word uh, predator above the fox and prey above the chicken, and below the picture of the fox they have a, a picture of a drag queen. 
and and next to, and then that's on the lower left and on the lower right is a picture of children sitting on the floor looking like they're being read to and then it says you know know the predators and i just looked at this transphobic you know the the manipulation don't look at what we're doing be afraid of these people over here they're going to make you know high school athletics unfair because there's going to be you know a what they would say a biological boy who identifies as a girl winning all the stuff don't don't pay attention to the fact that we're raising taxes on you to the fact that you you don't have health care to the fact that you don't you know the infrastructure is bad don't, don't don't pay attention to that be pay attention to this other stuff over here now you do pay attention to that infrastructure stuff and 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 you know not getting you know health care stuff you do pay attention to that when we want you to be mad at the democrats but when Republicans are in office. We want you. We want your attention directed somewhere else. We want you to keep angry at other people. Now, I, I just saw this referred to just re- recently, where it's like the rich guy. There's ten cookies on the plate. The rich guy. There's a rich guy, a rich white guy, and a white guy, worker, working class white guy, and a working class black guy sitting around the table. The the rich white guy takes nine of the cookies, and then he turns to the white working class guy and says, "That black guy is trying to take your cookie." That's what's going on. We gotta eat the rich. <laughs> anyway, so they, so I, I responded to that saying, stop being manip- allowing yourselves to be manipulated to fear people who are no threat to you. And then somebody found one article that of a case of uh, I think of a, of a drag queen molesting a kid. Found one. I'll say, oh, you found one. Okay, well, that's prosecute that person. Do you know if they're guilty, put them away. Absolutely. No special treatment. Just you know, do what you're going to do. If that person is guilty of it, yes, put them on trial, convict them. Do what you've got to do. No problem. But hey, I'll see you, your one drag queen, and raise you the Catholic Church. I'll raise you that one article about that, that drag queen and raise you the Boston Globe series of articles that the massive expose on the Catholic Church and having a problem with priests that molest kids, that these, these kids that they're in charge of. And what do they do? Well, you know, say 10 Hail Marys and don't do that anymore. And we'll put, send you to another parish where there's other kids that you can go, go pray on. And this happened for a long ass time. It was it was a joke. People would there was always like this this rumor type joke about the you know, priests molesting kids. It's always been there. But the scale, the systematicness of it, just move them around. So I thought of making a counter meme. So instead of the drag queen, I put a priest. Oh, not all priests. Yeah, well, not all drag queens. <laughs> so, and then there was some other thing he posted about, you know, everything was great. You know, like there was some sign put out in front of us, a church or something, you know, where you put up the letters on the thing, a marquee. And, you know, something, you know, the words to the fact like, oh, everything was great when Trump was president. Now we have to fear for our families and our future and our finances and all this stuff under Biden. I, and and he, he, my cousin, shares that, and he puts so true as his comment, and I commented so not true. And somebody said, Jim, could you elaborate? And I found a meme where it has a list of accomplishments of the Biden Harris administration. It's a list of accomplishments, and I popped that up there. I knew they just go. <laughs> I'm not going to read that. You know, and and so I, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who used to be a Republican. He now he he was just recently talking about. I I don't vote for Republicans because the Republican Party, as it is today, wants to take my freedoms away. They've already taken a woman's right uh, uh, to an abortion away. They've already taken a right away from women. They have you know bodily bodily autonomy. You know to make choices about their health care, however euphemistically you want to say it. But they're already they already took that away with the by, by taking away Roe versus Wade, by packing the court with justices that lied in their confirmation hearings. Oh, that's settled law. 
Oh, no, we won't touch that. That's settled law. That's settled law. It's a, there's a phrase for it, that, that I, a legal phrase for it. I can't think of it. As soon as they got in the court, and as soon as there was, there was enough of them, you know, and Mitch McConnell made sure there was going to be enough of them because he wouldn't let Obama put Mayor Garland on the court. Oh, we can't do it. We're nine months away from an election. And then when it came to, you know, when Trump was, you know, was just weeks away from an election, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who couldn't hold on for two more months, who just couldn't hold on until February 20th or to January 21st. She just couldn't hold on. Had to go and die. <laughs> Opening a spot, which got filled like that, like that. Let's go find some crazy Catholic woman and get her on there. And they did. And she lied too. Oh, it's Selt Law. It's Selt Law. Once they got everybody on it. Oh, yeah. The first time, the, the first case that came up that challenged Roe v. Wade, boom, they, turned it, they overturned it. And then, you remember, those that said, oh, just relax. It just means that it goes to the states. It's the state's decision. You know, states' rights. It's the state's decision. The state's rights, remember? States' rights, remember? And then Lindsey Graham comes out and says, you know, there should be a federal ban on this at 15 weeks. Oh, I thought it was states' rights. I thought it was just going back to the states. Oh, now you guys want to ban it? Do a nationwide ban of it? You, sure, okay. Oh. Camel's nose in the tent, which is kind of a racist thing to say, I think, maybe. I don't know. The thin end of the wedge. That's a better way to say it. The thin end of the wedge. So, he's been indicted four times, 91 felony charges. Uh, you know, nope. <coughs> no fire. <coughs> no fire. <coughs> no fire here. <laughs> you know, let's see. What did, what did he give us during his four years? Uh, let's see. Uh, there's no infrastructure plan. He kept talking about it. Oh, great plan. It's going to be the greatest plan ever. You, oh, you're going to be amazed how great this plan is. It's two, three weeks away. We're going to, we're going to announce it in two, three weeks. Uh, in a month, we're going to announce it. Four years of that. No infrastructure plan. Healthcare. Replacing Obamacare. Oh, we're going to replace it with the best system that's ever been. It's going to be the greatest system ever. The envy of the world. It's going to be the greatest system ever. We're going to unveil it in like three weeks, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks time. Four years of that. No replacement for Obamacare. You know, the wall. We're going to build that wall, the Mexican border. Well, the wall didn't get built. And what did get done didn't get paid, by, uh, paid for by Mexico. He didn't lock up Hillary. Uh, let's see. Uh, and what did he do? Well, let's see. Uh, well, let's see. He, he, uh, he, his, his bumbling handling of the uh, COVID pandemic led to an extra 400,000 dead Americans. Oh, this was just going to go away like a miracle. Remember? It's going to magically disappear. And then what did he do? He, he got a tax cut passed. Tax cut for rich people. Really rich people. They got a nice big tax cut. The rest of us got a little one. We got a tax cut. That's nice. That's nice. Well, it lasted because it had a sunset in there. And that's gone away. So we've lost that tax cut. But the rich people still got theirs. They still have theirs. They're still enjoying their tax cut. Because, you know, rich people need to have as much money as possible. Again, we got to start eating the rich. <laughs> I'm going to be a commie by the end of the show. And I hate commies. It's, and then, you know, and then my cousin, you know, they don't like socialism. We're all scared of socialism. They don't like socialism. They don't know what it is. You know, you have to remind them. This is you, my, my cousin drives a semi-truck, delivers things. And they can have some difficulty with gas prices and insurance prices and things. Yep, yep, that can happen. Uh, but, you know, he, I'm sure he enjoys those roads he's driving on. They may not be in the greatest shape, but you know who did get an infrastructure bill passed? Like within his first year? Maybe in the first 100 days, and I, I think that happened. Joe, Joe Biden, and so we're starting to see the money being spent, and we're starting to see Republicans take credit for that money being spent, even though they voted against it. So, it, it's a, so you like those roads? Well, that's socialism. You like your fire department? You like your police department? Well, that's socialism. You like the fact that the traffic lights work and all that—that that there are traffic lights and signs and all that—that's socialism. Paid for by all of us. You like that? You love your Social Security, do you not? What are you going to do? 
here's another thing, and this is a, again, my friend was gonna, you know, reminding me of this stuff. Yeah, Obama never banned any guns, but Trump banned the bump stocks. Obama was gonna come take your guns. Eight years he was president, didn't ever took your guns, did he? Four years Trump was president, and I think very early on in there, the bump stocks went away. Okay, he didn't ban a gun, but if you've got a bump stock, you, you better not get caught with it, because you'll be in trouble, because they've been banned. And I don't know if they grandfathered in people who have it. I think they outright banned them. I think that's how it was. If I'm wrong, let me know. Send me an email, drdim at dimland.com, D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. Send me that. And let me know I'm wrong. But, send me, but back it up so that I can say, oh, I'm wrong, and I'll correct myself. So, okay, and then, uh, let's see. He... Well, I don't know. Do I go on? <laughs> uh, the, there's, um, oh, yes. It's the, it, the expansion of government. This is what my friend reminded me of. He, says, he said, we're not gonna, we, uh, uh, we don't know if this is the biggest federal government expansion since Social Security, uh, but we don't know if it's the biggest. But it certainly is among the biggest. And that was the, the, the implementation of the Department of Homeland Security. Homeland Security. That was George W. Bush. That was under him. Not everybody in Congress voted for it, Democrats and Republicans. But I thought Republicans were small government. That's what we were saying. It was a small government, which George W. Bush should have vetoed that. Said, I'm sorry, but we need to come up with something that's not going to be so expansive. But didn't. Republicans grew the government. What did Trump do? He added another branch to the military services. Space Force. He grew the government. Under the under his four years, the like like a third or a quarter of the national debt was added by him and and the Republicans in Congress. Small government, low taxes, all this kind of nonsense. And your freedoms. How free are you at the airport? Tell me about your freedoms when you're at the airport. That was another point my friend made. So, shout out to my friend. Ten points. He knows who he is. Ten points. I don't know, man. I'm going to have to go back to collecting pennies off the ground to make some sense of things. Did I get to my next break? Uh, I, I don't know how you can continue to support the guy. He doesn't. He's not worthy of your adulation. He's just not worthy. Oh, and I should say this about this friend of mine. I, I did mention that he was a Republican. He he was a delegate at some convention thing, an official a, a delegate kind of guy. I don't know what the actual uh, uh, absolute title was. He met Bob Dole. He was a Bob Dole Republican. As was my. Uh, 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 I have another friend who is a Trumper, who's completely bought in hook line, hook line and sinker. He's a Trumper. He, and it's just part of his identity, and I know it's hard to erase part of your identity. But anyway. All right, enough about the orange mess. Uh, the, he's going to be in prison, hopefully, at some point here. Uh, but you know that one of the things, one of the drags of the four years of having Trump as president was that we heard about him every goddamn day. Every goddamn day. And it was something stupid more often than not. It was some stupid thing he said on Twitter. Or some stupid thing he said at, at a press conference. Or some stupid thing he done, He just did. Just acting rude, mean, stupid. Manipulating his, his base. It's just every goddamn day. The president isn't supposed to be in your face every day. Biden's not in our face every day. But Trump still is. Oh, God. All right, all right, all right. Enough. <laughs> Let's take a break. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll calm myself down. I'll come back with some, uh, talk about some naughty stuff. Ooh, that'll be fun. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Talk Radio Network at ctalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I'm going to take a break now.
Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. I'm Mick West. In my podcast, Tales from the Rabbit Hole, I have extended conversations with people who have been involved in conspiracy culture. I do this for a couple of reasons. Firstly, because it's really interesting. These people have great stories about how they fell down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, what they did down there, and what it was that helped them out. Sometimes I also talk to people who investigate conspiracy theories, and they have equally fascinating stories from the other side. Secondly, I want to understand how best to prevent the spread of conspiracy theories and misinformation, which is an increasing problem in a time when alternative media is exploding. The best way to do this is to communicate effectively with the people involved, and the best way to do that is with a nice long chat. Check it out. Tales from the Rabbit Hole. TFTRH.com Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk, Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what, you think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, have, uh, have you put the kids out of the room? Because it's going to get a little dirty. It's going to get a little naughty in my talk here. Uh, I'm going to be embarrassed all the way through, but I'll, I'll manage it. Because I thought this was a good example of how to you know, look at things skeptically. Apparently there's a podcast, a video podcast out there called uh, Help, I Sexted My Boss. It's been in existence for a while. I think it's, yeah, you know, they seem like a couple of British fellows that do it. And I saw a uh, uh, one of those, what do they call them on Facebook, the shorts? Not Facebook, uh, YouTube, like shorts. I think they call them. It's just you know, like highlights of a of a, of a show or uh, uh, you know, something like that. I think that's what it was. But this one was somebody took some material from this podcast, and maybe they did it themselves and just kind of intercut it with uh, shots from that uh, that cl- the climactic scene in the film Seven. Um, that's uh, that stars uh, Brad Pitt and. Um, Morgan Freeman as two police detectives. Morgan Freeman is one that's retiring and and Brad Pitt is one that's just getting into the job of being a detective. And they're working this case of a serial killer. And um, and it's very dis- it's very dark, it's a very disturbing film. It's great. But you got to be in the mood for it. Uh, it has uh, uh, well uh, at, the, at the at the climactic scene there's something in a box. And Brad Pitt keeps saying, "What's in the box?" You know, in that. And then we find out what's in the box, and it's pretty horrific, or great, depending on you know. And sorry, <laughs> that's a bad joke. Um, so they intercut scene or uh, shots from that scene within this little bit from this, uh, this this podcast. The podcast has people people write in to get advice. They did something stupid, like sexted their boss. Uh, they, they, you know, sexting, writing dirty texts back and forth from somebody. Sexting. That's that's in case you older folks don't know what that means. What I was saying there. Did he say he was having sex with the boss? They said the sex, sex with the boss. No, sexting, the boss. I sexted the boss. And that's not Bruce Springsteen. Uh, no, I mean their actual, you know, person that's in charge of their work. All right. So someone wrote in, I guess their name was Melissa, an adult, 
who was house-sitting for her parents. And uh, she needed to charge her battery. So apparently the only outlet that she could find was under her parents' bed. And under the bed was a lovely shoebox. And uh, one host is reading this letter. The other host is reacting. And that other host is saying, oh, no, don't open. She opened the box. Don't open the box. Never open the box that's under the bed. Never open. So, so the other host continues to read. Well, you know, the writer thought the box had you know, mementos, family mementos, like pictures or whatever. So she opened the box and to find, as she put it, uh, a very large, realistic, battery-powered boyfriend of her mother's. Right. So, and, and, and the guy reading the letter punctuates it with several cases of, oh, no, I can't read this. I can't keep reading this, but then does keep reading it. So, the writer says that she was feeling a little horny. So she washed it off and slid it in and it hit all the right spots. That's, that's almost word for word. I'll put the clip to the actual podcast show and I'll get it to where it starts. where Because they end their show with this letter. So, you know, the guy reading the letter is just going, I can't read this, and then keeps reading it. And the other guy's going, oh, no, no, no. You know, they're all, all reacting. And and, 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 and and then, and then, the the guy reading it says, it says, it gets worse. It's like the second time he says, it gets worse. It gets worse. Well, uh, the, the gal who uh, used her mother's, I'm presuming her mother's, battery-powered boyfriend thought, I'd like to get one of these for myself. So she starts looking on sex toy sites or something, and she's looking at the toy itself, and she finds on there, embossed in the plastic, the words, clone a willy, which I would think clone a cock would work better, because you want that alliteration. But, you know, clone a willy. I guess it's a British-type phrase. And she, you know, clone. I see now. I I learned years ago. I watched an a HBO real sex show. Where they had two porn stars, a male and a female. You know, with the a vagina and a, and a penis. You know, uh, making molds of their areas so that they could be turned into you know sex toys to be sold out on the market. You know, so people could you know men or women could have fun with the dude's penis and. Mostly men could, I imagine, would have fun with the woman's vagina. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't judge. That's what you need. That's what you like. That's fine. You know, consenting adults. I, I just don't need to know about it. So uh, she finds out that she's seen it. Now, the, there's a kit that you can get that can clone your unit. So she, so she, she has this. Uh, how did I? She has a daddy's dick denouement to the story. She realizes that this, this, this dildo that's been doing such a good job on her, was a mold, of, was made from a mold of her father's penis. Can you see the blushing <laughs> that I'm having right now? Can you see it? All right. So they're just freaked out about this. Now, I had a reaction listening to this when it got to the end. My reaction was, bullshit. Just, I'm sorry. Just bullshit. You know, it's like, it's it's too well written. It sounds like it's a letter to the penthouse form, which we know are all bullshit. It's written by editors or something, just to say, oh, you know. Yeah, I never thought this would happen to me, but, well, and then they tell this story about some, you know, having sex with 48 women while driving to Las Vegas and winning a big jackpot thing. I don't know. Whatever. You know, just, just yeah, needless to say. <laughs> anyway, at the, at the, Jay Leno used to make a joke that they would always have a needless to say in those penthouse form letters. That's what I was referring to. Never, okay, moving on. Uh, so I just, this bullshit, it's too, it's... It, you know, it goes from one level of sexual disgust or, 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 you know, cringe to the next level to the next level. It just builds it just perfectly in a story. It's so perfectly done. 
this person wrote it really well. And I thought, but but they made mistakes. Plastic? These things are made of silicone. She, she called it plastic. Battery operated? Battery was... They, you don't put a, a, a battery into the silicone thing that you when you clone one of these things, at least what I learned watching HBO Real Sex, that episode from a long time ago, admittedly. It doesn't sound right. And why, you know, it would be... I just, I, it's like, I, I'm not buying it. And the first flag was, why did she have to plug it in under their bed? Did, don't they have an outlet somewhere else? Is that the only place they had an outlet? It's, I, you know, that didn't make sense to me. So they went over all of, you know, they reacted to it and they gave advice about, you know, say, hey, you're, you're messed up. <laughs> we want you to keep listening, but, you know. And I'll say this, I have no doubt that in the long history of sex toys, there are kids who have found their parents' sex toys. I don't doubt that. And I have no doubt that some of those kids have have played with, used those sex toys in the manner intended. I have no doubt that some of those kids have done that. I'm not judging, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. My doubt sprung in when that next level, they went for that next level. It was their dad's, you know, they went for the, you know, Pappy's pulsating pecker, you know. They went for father's fine, fresh fellow, you know. They, they went for that. And I just thought, you're just going too far. It's, a, it's just, it's a bridge too far for me. I'm, I'm just, I think this is just, just is bullshit. However, I thought I should look into it a little more than just having my knee-jerk reaction that the story's bullshit, that it's just too well written. I mean, it's possible for one of the unscrubbed masses to be a good writer <laughs> that wrote about this experience and is being completely on the level with every, every step up on that disgust meter, they're you know they just could be a good writer, and or they could you know well, they might be a writer for a living, and this just happened to happen to them. They're not making this up. This really happened. May, I, it's like, I should look into this. There is such a thing as clone a willy. Again, clone a cock would be better because of the, the alliteration. I used the alliteration just a moment ago. It's better, isn't it? Uh, and so, okay, it exists. So I went to, I went to a website, I think it's called Pink Cherry, where you can get sex toys and things. And I looked at, you know, for there, there, you can get a Kona Willy regularly priced at $79.99, but you can get it for $34.97 if you use their code word summer, code word, so say code word summer, <laughs> get it for less than half price. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> this is what I found out. And, uh, you know, the vibrating thing. I mean, they're just, they're just the silicone. They, how would you... Yeah, you can do that. You get the little kit. It's in a tube. You, you mix up the stuff that you, that you make the mold from, right? You get yourself good and, and you know, ready. Uh, and 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 put the into the into the mold. That must feel weird. They suggest wearing a cock ring to help with uh, a good rigid member to make the. Uh, I know this is gross, but you do that and you get you know, leave it in there for I don't know how long, and then you take it out, right? And and then you let the mold kind of harden up some more, and then you've got the silicone mix that you can pour into the mold, right? So you pour that in, and uh, then. Um, you also have within the kit, you have like a, a little piece of uh, a plastic, uh, you know, bullet shaped kind of thing with a cord that comes out of it. And you put that into the silicone and you have the cord come out and then you have a little cap or something that it goes to where you can put batteries in and that thing vibrates. So when it hardens <laughs> when it erects and it's ready to go you can turn it on and i guess on that little plastic part that the, that the little vibrating thing is connected to it says clone a willy 
I don't know if Mythbusters had this as a uh, as part of their um, uh, you know when they would conclude a, a, a one of their investigations to into a myth. Uh, I don't know if this was one of them, but uh, I'm gonna mark this myth as uh, it's possible. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. I mean, but I guess it, all the elements are there. Could have happened, and the person was just a really good writer. So maybe it wasn't bullshit. Anyway, you've been listening to Dimland Radio and the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. There will not be a show next week. Sorry, I'm going out of town. Uh, be skeptical and sleep with the lights off and all that kind of stuff. I'll see you in two weeks. Good night. check out my show notes at dimland.com just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to dr dim at dimland.com that's d-r-d-i-m at dimland.com and the opening theme song ram is by the Yolius and is used with permission Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, well I'm going, I'm going to hell. hell.